Happy Tuesday afternoon. The time right now is 3.40. Thanks for keeping your radios locked. Radio NL and NL Newsday. Going to keep talking about BC's new paid sick leave program, but I just got an email uh, just for some breaking news. A suspect is now in police custody following a school threat which saw two North Shore schools placed in a hold and secure earlier today. Don't have a lot of details, but a suspect has been taken into custody after a uh, person called Brock Middle School and made a threat. Maybe I'll get you some more details before the show is done here, uh, but uh, stay tuned for that. Just wanted to let everyone know. Okay, with that said, let's talk BC paid sick leave. So BC's premier says the new sick pay program will help address gaps left by a federal program that has struggled in terms of accessibility. John Horgan, he says the province's new program was created out of a need to be more accessible by workers. There was consent from the federal government to proceed with a national program. I had every expectation that it would be successful. Clearly it has not met the test and that's why we're doing the bill today. So some of like the gaps, if you will, that Horgan is talking about under the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, you can receive $500 for each one-week period you are eligible under the federal program, but someone's only eligible if they're unable to work at least 50% of a scheduled work week because they are sick with COVID-19, have been advised to self-isolate due to COVID, or have an underlying health condition that puts them at a greater risk of getting the virus. So is this provincial legislation enough to fill in some of the things that were lacking from the federal program? Well, for a little bit of analysis, I am pleased to be joined on the line by research associate at the Institute for Research on Public Policy, Paisley Sim. Paisley, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, appreciate you taking the time to, to come on the show. And, and the first question I have to ask is just in relation to how long we're actually talking about when it comes to this BC program as it was introduced today. It's only three days of paid sick leave. Yes, it's better than nothing, but still... Not a whole heck of a lot, is it? Well, it really it really depends on your situation. And you're right that it is better than nothing. But because paid sick days are typically offered through your employer or collective agreement, uh, for people that don't have them, we have research that suggests that over half of workers don't have them, this three days is what's going to cover you. But so the three days announced today by Premier Horgan, I think it's a, a good start, but it really is not enough, and here's why. So the best way to wrap my head around this is to uh, run you through a situation, which okay. is to say there's a case or an outbreak at your work and you're sent home to self-isolate for 10 days. So let's assume that happens today, uh, Tuesday, okay. and you, you'll be home uh, as of tomorrow. So Wednesday is your day one of self-isolation. So with what BC has proposed, your paycheck would look normal from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You self-isolate over the weekend. And then the following Monday, you're at day six of isolation. And it's only then that you can apply for federal benefits to bridge that three days of employer-paid benefits that was announced. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, the Canada Sickness Recovery Benefit is... It's inadequate in a lot of ways, and it comes down to it being um, administered through the CRA online. So the system itself is pretty straightforward, but access is the problem. So if you don't already have an account, you have to gather a bunch of relevant documents, create a profile, and from there you have to wait for an access code to be mailed to you. That's before you can even apply for the $500 benefit. So after you apply, it takes about three to five days to process. So going back to that hypothetical, if you apply on day six of isolation, this is assuming you already have your, C your CRA online account and everything is sorted on that, on that front, 
then you could receive that $500 back paid by about day nine at the earliest of isolation. So what that means is that you're going to have an interruption on your paycheck for between four and five days. And that all depends on when you apply. This assumes you work a, a Monday to Friday. That's not the case for a lot of people. Uh, and assumes you already have a CRA account and can just proceed with your application. So there's a lot of speculation here. But the problem is that the three-day leave is a bridge, but it's a bridge that's just a bit too short to match up with federal benefits. Um, and really what workers need is predictability on their paycheck. This doesn't quite get there. Yeah, I will tell you, I had issues accessing my CRA account just to file my taxes this year, and it probably took me about two weeks to get that access code. So good mm-hmm. luck getting that thing done quickly. If uh, if that is an issue for you, I will say that much for my own experience as well. What would you think would be a better way to have approached this? I mean, you, you talk about the concerns with the, with the gaps, right? If I get sick on Wednesday, then that kind of works out because I can get the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday paid by the province. But if I get sick on Monday, I'm kind of a little bit hooped, aren't I? What would be a better way to maybe you know, figure this thing out? Well, so any way you look at it, uh, you're, you're hooped if you apply any day of the week because you're going to have uh, a gap in your paycheck for a good three to five days, depending on how fast things move. And that's not only the processing time, but that's because federal benefits are back paid. So that's a major problem. And when you get those benefits that are back paid, it's 500 bucks a week, which is less than the minimum wage in BC. So the problem here is that the bridge that they're proposing is, it's a bridge, but it's not, it doesn't fully get you there to coverage. It means you're going to have an interruption in your check uh, for at least three to five days. And for people that are living paycheck to paycheck or that have immediate uh, bills, you know, that can be really disruptive and it can be enough to make people go into work sick. Uh, and especially if you're in a self-isolation situation where you can't go in and take on some shifts, you're, you're in a pretty bad spot. But so what I have proposed, just based on thinking about how this actually works, how to process this, and acknowledging that, as you said, the CRA in line is, you know, it means to be friendly, but it's often just not, mm-hmm. um, is that the CRSB, which is the $500 benefit from the federal government, it should be paid directly to the employers or to the provinces to go to the employers yeah. so it goes straight to workers. The burden to apply and go through all those hoops really shouldn't be on the individual. Uh, it's, it would just be so much more efficient if it was processed uh, through your employer directly so it was rather than three days, five days minimum or ten days ideally. Yeah, I actually had uh, a gentleman on earlier on in the hour, and he kind of mentioned this is something that like some some large employer groups kind of were advocating for, maybe to make it a little bit more difficult for employees so less money comes out of their pocket if they choose maybe not to apply or whatever the case may be, uh, which is kind of a little bit frustrating to hear. Now, BC has said today that they're going to be introducing a permanent program. This one that was announced today was a temporary program that will be in place until the end of 2021, and as of January 1st, 2022, they're going to bring in something permanent so we're probably going to be seeing a lot of lobby groups, uh, you know, a lot of policy analysts kind of making some recommendations as to what would be a better way to approach things once a new uh, permanent pl- program is announced later on this year. Uh, one thing that I know a lot of people will be pushing for is more days up to at least 10 days would probably be the ideal st- uh, you know, start starting point to have 10 days of paid sick leave. Is there anything um, else that you could kind of look to and say this is an easy way to, to maybe fix some of the issues we're seeing uh, here today with, between the provincial and federal programs that could be put into a new permanent program once one is rolled out? 
those are all really good points. I think that BC does win the day on this front, promising that this will be made more that this will be made permanent in the new year. That's a great uh, that's a great policy announcement. Now the shape of it that'll that's where things get really interesting because um, unlike Ontario right now with three days, uh, they have a six hundred dollar max on their paid sick days, and it's going to expire in September. Um, Manitoba they have five days, but it's also a six hundred dollar maximum. I think that the, the Yukon was brought up today by Premier Horgan where they have ten days, but it's important to remember that it's about a three hundred and seventy eight dollar max per employee. So what's important is for BC to legislate employer paid sick days that extend to at least five days, but that don't have those arbitrary caps because that's where things get problematic. Because 10 days, for example, in the Yukon sounds great, but then when you realize that it's only 378 days, that's where employers, you know, they have to make some tough decisions and that's Mm -hmm. where usually it's downloaded onto the workers. So I think that looking ahead, uh, to streamline this, what a benefit has to be, uh, it has to be designed with workers in mind so you don't see an interruption on your paycheck, so you don't have to apply for anything yourself. So frankly, it's as seamless uh, as possible. You shouldn't really have to think about this because especially right now, if you if you realize like what governments have been saying is that since the beginning, really no matter how mild your symptoms, stay home with your sick. Mm-hmm. And paid sick days really need to give workers the peace of mind and financial security to stay home if they're sick. And this could ultimately reduce workplace transmission. That's where we're seeing hotspots across the country. And it's a key case of, it's a key source of new COVID case growth. Uh, and the best way to tackle this is with a paid sick leave policy that is, that is streamlined, simple, where employers themselves are not forced to do the work when they probably are in the not in great shape to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, really appreciate the analysis here, Paisley. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. Some great points that you have made. Uh, anything else that you wanted to, to throw out here before I let you go? If there's anything maybe we, we missed that you wanted to chime in here? No, I just think that uh, Premier Horgan should be applauded for committing to uh, to introduce something permanent in the new year. And I hope that he, the feedback that he receives uh, ultimately benefits workers. So thanks thanks for your time. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much, Paisley. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. All right. There is Paisley Shim. She is a research associate at the Institute for Research on Public Policy. Thanks so much for taking the time, Paisley, and uh, giving us a little bit more analysis of this temporary program that is now in place as of today after the legislation was introduced in the B.C. legislature. So a lot of interesting stuff to kind of break down as to how this program is. Yes, it's going to help. Yes, there are some positives here. Uh, Having three days of paid sick leave, it's a heck of a lot better than zero. Uh, About half of she actually said more than half of BC employees probably don't have a paid sick leave program that is already in place by their employers. So this will help to address a lot of that that has been lacking throughout the course of this pandemic. But it still kind of uh, baffles me that we are what? 15 months, 14 months into this pandemic since it was declared, and this is only being brought forward now, now that we're like halfway through our vaccination efforts. Finally, we're seeing a BC paid sick leave program. It was downloaded, of course, onto the federal government, waited for them to come out with their budget, which took forever to be rolled out, two plus years before we saw a new budget being put out by the federal government. They bring up some... some, some Uh, programs here, the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, the CRSB, if you will, uh, that, that will hopefully have an impact. And then all these provinces are now looking to that and saying, wow, 
You left a little bit off the table here, and now they're trying to make up for some of that. Now, you, again, there are definitely some criticisms to be made from this BC paid sick leave program, but yes, it is better than nothing. And I would probably suggest that if you have some ideas or you have some thoughts on what you would like to see or any changes you would like to be made when we see a new permanent program rolled out, probably be writing some letters to our MLAs to be able to uh, let them know, hey, these are some things we'd like to see. Maybe consider it once the permanent program is rolled out. But yeah, the three days, again, better than zero, but I really hope we see those number of days go up when a new permanent program is rolled out on January 1st, 2022. Hopefully we get Harry Baines, the uh, Minister of Labor from the province of BC, on our airwaves at some point tomorrow. I know we're working on it, so hopefully we'll be able to get him on the line and, and uh, answer some, some tough questions. Hopefully that will be happening at some point tomorrow here on Radio NL.